すらすでに通り過ぎてたあの飛行機を不思議な怖いに覚えてる意味もないのになぜか不甲斐なくて泣いた日の夜にただ強くなりたいと願ってたそのために必要な勇気を探し求めていた Welcome to Frickety Frack, we do talk back. Thank you for joining us in this episode. Hello, my name is Patrick and I'm Frack. Hello, my name is Jeff and I'm Frick. Frickety Frack, we do talk back as a show airing once a week where we will discuss different aspects of fandom and how they relate to the gospel. Currently, we're going through the first half of the second season of My Hero Academia and we connect lessons from each episode to teachings in the Bible. And just as many as you are, we are also fans of a great many other things. So, when we finish up this part of the second season of My Hero Academia, we're also going to go in a different direction and we'll cover something else. And it could be anything ranging from anime, comics, video games, movies, or just about anything else. And we did get the name of the show from our father, who dubbed us Frick and Frack since we were kids. All right. So, we are on the, the fifth episode of season two, and it's called、uh, Cavalry Battle Finale. Uh, and so、uh, the cavalry ba- battle、uh, continues in this episode, and it's,、uh, the episode basically starts where、um, Todoroki's team has cornered Midoriya's. And,、uh, and then during this, they make a move with Kaminari electrocuting many of the other teams. And、uh, Todoroki uses his ice powers combined with Yayorozu's、uh, to freeze the stunned teams.、Uh, Midoriya's team tries escaping,、uh, but his jetpack fails.、Uh, and then, so then we get a, during this, we get a flashback before the battle begins where Tokoyami、uh, explains the weakness of his quirk. Uh, and then we get a shift to Bakugo and his、uh, battle with Monoma.、Uh, and he continues to provoke Bakugo. And in this, he reveals that his quirk is to copy other quirks when he comes in contact with those people. If he touches them, he can borrow, he can borrow, he copies their quirk.、Um, and so they continue to antagonize him, and Bakugo keeps getting more and more angry. Uh, so we shift back to the Todoroki Midoriya showdown, and Ida reveals a secret of his powers that he hasn't told anyone that there is a move that makes him even faster than normal. And he、uh, does the move, and Todoroki is able to swipe the 10 million point headband from Midoriya.、Uh, Midoriya gets a little, dis- gets pretty discouraged, and then Uraraka urges.、Uh, Uh, him on to finish,、uh, that they needed to finish strong.、Uh, we go back to Bakugo's team and they come together through Bakugo's leadership.、Uh, and I use that term loosely.、Uh, and they take all the points away from Monoma's team、uh, with overwhelming force.、Uh, Midori's team is able to snatch a head to, headband away from Todoroki's team. But he discovers that it was only a 70 point headband.、Uh, and so they start to get, to get ready to go for a second pass at Todoroki.、Uh, Bakugo's team explodes through、um, a giant wall of ice, and Bakugo's launched in the air, going for headbands as well.、Uh, and so the three of them are getting ready to、uh, 
uh, cross and collide. Uh, and before anything happens, the time expires. Uh, and then they reveal the team's point to total. And they end in this order. Uh, the team Todoroki got first. Team Bakugo got second. Team Shinso got third. And then Team Midoriya got fourth. And uh, then Midori ends up doing another funny, huge spout of crying. Uh, and then Todoroki laments that he had reflexively started to use his fire on uh, an accident when he was coming across uh, Midoriya. And then so the episode ends with Todoroki and Deku are in a um, hallway together. And then also All Might and Endeavor are crossing paths as well. And that's the end of the episode. And uh, just to explain how Midori's team, even though they only got the 70-point headband, how they wound up finishing fourth overall, is that during the time that uh, Midoriya swiped that 70-point headband from uh, Todoroki, uh, because of the opening that his attack with, uh, that Midori's attack with uh, Todoroki created, uh, Dark Shadow actually wound up sneaking in there and, and it, and again, he didn't grab the 10 million point one, but he did grab a uh, 500 and it's like 565 or 570, something like that point headband, which shot them up to uh, fourth place there at the end. Um, and just as Patrick brought up that All Might and Endeavor cross paths, this is the I know we've brought up Endeavor a few times uh, in our My Hero Academia podcast, but this is the actual first time that we like really see him and he's about to talk and we're going to you're going to get really introduced him to him in the next episode and um and then we'll also get to see a little bit more of Todoroki's background in the next episode as well um and so so yeah that's the you know and we see a little bit more of the other class b students um but again it's, you know without them you know doing a whole lot or you know you know, it's you know like there's one that has a an air power that's based off of his breath which is uh he's used very well it's very effective um i wonder if there's a special effect to his power like if he's like just had a bunch of garlic or something like that oh, that um, would be interesting if you if he downed a bunch of like jalapenos or something like that so it's like a fire bubble <laughs> yeah maybe not only That'd are you be, trapped in a bubble but it's on fire <laughs> yeah it's like you yeah you would really discourage you from trying to uh um break out of it like bakugo wound up wound up doing because bakugo did get captured in one of those air bubbles and he's just like nope i'm busting this through yeah that's one of those things that um th that they are able to show in this cavalry battle that class 1b um students like they legitimately belong in the hero courses like their their quirks are going to be very good in uh in battle and so that in, in protecting civilians and things like that so it's um so it's it's good to see that for for some of them uh like and so it's a bummer that you know some at, at the end of the up at the end of this episode, we find out, you know, uh, a good chunk of class one A doesn't make it into the. Uh, they don't. They didn't have any points. So they're ineligible to move on, to the second round or to the third round, 
um, like uh, Sue. Well only, the, well, only the top four teams advanced. So it's not that the other teams had zero points. It's that they weren't in the top four. So I, right. I think I think some of the other teams still had points. They just yeah, pro- I mean, probably, and they'll they'll break that down more in the next episode too. We'll get we'll get more into that uh, as well because I I thought it would be, it would be really like Sue would have done really well in the battle tournament in my opinion against most four? of them. I think so. Well, no, she wouldn't have made the top four, uh, but I think she would have won her first round. Um, depending on who she got like if, i mean if she got todoroki or bakugo she wasn't going to get to the second round but yeah. if she had gotten like uraka or ashido or uh aoyama she would have beaten them i think personally um but that, i mean like i said that's my opinion it didn't happen it's okay um <laughs> So, anyway, so we'll we'll talk more about the battle tournament uh, another time in the coming episodes. Uh, <clears throat> and so one of the one of the things that you know I mentioned in the the plot synopsis of this episode, we got uh, a understanding of Dark Shadow, which is uh, Tokoyami's uh, quirk, and is really awesome. He's a great character. Uh, and and great character design, everything just yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Well, all around awesome character. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I begrudge nobody if Tokoyami is their favorite character. Um, it totally makes sense, and he's great. Uh, Actually, in, in all honesty, the only character that I I if anybody came up to me and said such and such is their favorite character in My Hero Academia. I would have no issue with it, with the exception of one character and one character only, Mineta. That's it. Yeah. If somebody comes up to me and says, oh, yeah, Mineta's my favorite character, I disregard you as a fan of My Hero Academia because you're not supposed to like Mineta. That's not the point. Yeah. You're still loved, but we're we're just going to question your judgment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, anyway, so we get some some really you know good you know dark shadow moments in, in this episode and then we get a uh, my probably one of the best lines in the in the episode where Tokoyami is explaining that you know he explains that you know if it, since it's sun out he's you know dark shadow is tamer but he's not as powerful but he's easier to control and, and so, he's a better and he's also in his power his defense power goes up mm-hmm. uh, Right, and so he loses his attack power, but because of Kaminari's bright electric attack, that had made Dark Shadow even more timid, and he's shaking and he's quivering, and then he says, violence never solves anything. So I was like, literally, you are literally used to punch people. Um, (laughs) And so I was like, it's just, it's really funny, and it's great how, and it's so fascinating on like how these quirks are because i mean tokoyami literally has basically a whole other person coming out of him um and that's just i mean it's just really interesting like the quirks and the and the powers that they use in in my hero academia there there are some very like 
commonplace ones like I hate to say it, Todoroki's powers, totally commonplace in comic books. Uh, well, but the one thing that does make him his his power set unique is that he's both of them. You know, yeah, so like most well, of the, most of the time when you're dealing with somebody, they're like Endeavor, where they're only flames, or they're like Iceman, uh, or you know, and human torch, the only like human torch, like human torch and an Iceman, where all fire and all ice. Todoroki's is balanced in that he half of his body produces fire, and the other half of his body produces ice, and uh, and it leads to a very interesting character design where that half of his hair is red and half of his hair is white. Yeah. And so anyway, so that's one of those things that, you know, it's always, you know, great to have those um, kind of, you know, moments and everything um, just to, to experience other people's course, because as we've said in, in this discussion of the show, one of the coolest things that they've done is that they've given every person generally speaking some kind of limitation and so mm-hmm. like where they could have i mean tokiyami is is a powerhouse when they when they talk about quirk users and and powers like tokoyami is very high up there when it yep. comes to that and but to balance that they made him was like he's afraid of light when it's light out he's not as powerful and he's not and he's more timid and that's one of those really interesting things and and that and then when it's darker out one of the things that he explains is that he becomes more aggressive and harder to control and that becomes an important factor in tokoyami's uh character uh growth is dealing with that and so it's really kind of it's very interesting uh, and very well thought out and and the fact that all of them kind of have these things is is really impressive because even characters that don't necessarily have a lot of weaknesses they kind of come up with some in, in a way uh i'm trying to think of one who doesn't really like uh, a jiro so something we haven't really seen a whole lot of you might not think that she really has any any weaknesses but you know her earphone jacks you know they can only do so much and they are part of her flesh, so they can be injured. Um, and so, and we'll see more of that come into play later. Um, yeah. Well, you, well, like the all, like really, in all honesty, the only one that doesn't really have like huge flaws, like that I'm think that I'm able to think of at this moment, is really with Bakugo. But Bakugo, it's that like the only like real limitation to his is that he needs to one, he needs to build up sweat. Mm-hmm. and uh he doesn't have a whole like he's able to use it and focus it but it doesn't have like he needs equipment in order to truly focus his attacks one of the other things that his grenade gl- gauntlets also help with the kickback and we'll and we'll see the his weakness kind of actually come up in his battles coming up the they'll um kind of talk about what one of one of his physical limitations are um and so but we'll we'll wait for that because it'll be actually kind of a plot point um so uh yeah so so there's some people have less weaknesses but they but they but they all have them there's no one who doesn't have one right uh, have a weakness and 
Uh, and that's and that's just impressive too. Um, and and Bakugo had some really great in this in this particular episode. I would you know it's like how we said in the last episode, like Todoroki was kind of the star. Um, this in this particular episode is really it's really Bakugo. Like Bakugo is straight up stud in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, where and th- he has there's some great moments in here. Like you know we'll hear when you watch this episode, you hear like Aizawa and All Might both talking about some of the difference between class 1A and class 1B. And it's just, it's really fascinating to see like, you know, Bakugo, you know, he get like out of nowhere in a way that he never expected. All of a sudden he lost his headband and he loses his cool. Um, and, and specifically targets the guy that took his headband. It's like, no, I am not letting you take my headband. And through his sheer force of will, he gets it back. And, um, so it's interesting, like, cause what's happened is that the, the team that stole the headband from Bakugo, they were just perfectly fine. They, all they were looking for was to advance to the next round. They weren't, you know, necessarily like thinking of a way to just really win. They were trying not, not to lose. And, uh, so one of the things that Aizawa brings up is that class one B like class one B is like overall strategy was that they needed to look like the the very first round is like it's foolish to go all out of this first round we don't know these class 1a kids so let's watch them and observe them and learn their quirks that in all honesty not that bad of a strategy it's actually a very good sound strategy when you're thinking the long-term goals of this tournament and then so when you observe all of this you observe them winning it's like okay so now we're doing a cavalry battle all right so let's now that we've observed their quirks now let's use this to advantage and let's try and win that that's and not that Isaiah outright says that but that's one of the that's where their strategy they should have ramped up their strategy it shouldn't have been okay let's just make sure we get to the next round no 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 you should try and win um but they they weren't they were just trying not to lose and bakugo is nothing but trying to win he is the he's an he's like the ultimate alpha He's and he his goal is to be number one. He wants to be the winner and he will win no matter what he no matter what it takes. He's going to win. And so he he shows that. And that's what I saw both Aizawa and All Might bring up is that like Aizawa's brings up in his commentary. It's like, you know, it wasn't a bad strategy for class one B, what they're trying to do. However, they're not taking into effect the 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 drive the will that Bakugo has, like his desire to win is it's probably unmatchable. Like he, he probably, I don't think there's anybody that wants to win as much as Bakugo does. Um, And, and I, and I, and I believe it or not, I'm also taking into account Midoriya. Um, I I think Bakugo's drive to win is even higher than Midoriya's because Midoriya has these other factors in play as, as to what he's striving for. Like the reason he wants to be number one isn't to be the best. It's because he, his desire to help people and Bakugo wants to help people, but he, you know, it's like, but he wants to win. Like he's going to win. Um, But, and so, and all might even brings up that, you know, there's a difference between you know, shooting for the stars and trying to be number one and settling. And that's what, 
and it's interesting because it's kind of like, well, this is the difference between class one A and class one B. Exactly, and that's you know, one of the, and and you know up and to this point, we don't know the quirks of class one B, and um, and they're gonna class one A and class one B will have more interactions uh, later in, in later seasons, and uh, and so there are one of the big discussions that is about my hero academia is that why are some of the people in class one a not in class one B like is like some of them should be switched because it's like they're not great hero material like they're they could be hero material but why are they here and not some of the people in class one B like um and we'll we'll see some more of their their quirks in the coming battles uh in the after after this but like the plant hair girl she's actually incredibly powerful uh, i would say she's more is certainly more powerful than mineta uh, everybody's more powerful than mineta yeah and so why and other than being the pervy character that everyone needs in a anime uh apparently what, apparently i mean i could live without him i'm not gonna lie um the wide why is um you know why isn't someone like that in 1a instead of 1b and why is you know and all that so, so it's it, it's so we kind of get this glimpse like even like or i mean we can even just look at the people that we got a lot of attention of like monoma like he can copy people's quirks for five minutes uh and i grant he can only use one at a time but he can but he keeps them like that was the crazy thing because he got he copied both bakugos and kirishima's and so he was he you know he switched back and forth but you can only use one at a time but i mean that's he's incredibly powerful and uh should you know anyways that's well the way the way that i understood it with his power is that when he touches somebody else to take their quirk he no longer can access their quirk right because okay. like because he because he used bakugo's quirk and then quickly goes down and, and touches kirishima because he knows that bakugo is about to attack him again so he needs kirishima's defense uh to deflect the coming attack and which yeah, he does but, but he saw him start using then, the explodey stuff afterwards did he touch him again i don't I i'll have to i'll have to check i but I yeah i i think because it because to me it's not like he can store it you know it's not like it's not like when rogue you know just held on to miss marvel for too long and now all of a sudden has her power it's uh i i took i took it as he touches somebody's power and he's able to use it for five minutes and then it goes away and but if he touches somebody else he's using that he can use that quirk for five minutes that's how i took it okay. um, i just yeah oh he's yeah, because he then also later uses his uh, the air his air support guy. Uh, yeah, he, also, he copies that to protect themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's just it's and and Baku had a little funny moment too. Like you know his the people that are on his cavalry team with him are telling him, and he like because he is fuming, like he is. Uh, it's making me think a little bit of you know Bill Cosby's joke. It's like I've you know it's like I've always heard people say you know they're having a conniption, and then he saw his wife actually do it, and it's like 
this is basically what Bakugo is doing when he got his headband stolen. Is that he's having a conniption, like he has lost it, and he's like, "Calm down, Bakugo." It's like I've never been calmer. Yeah. Um, and so it's like to me, to me, it just made me think of, and it's like, and I'm a huge Chuck fan. There's an episode where we find out a little bit more of the character Casey and the Chuck series that's played by um, Adam Baldwin, not Adam Baldwin. Yeah, that's correct. Adam Baldwin. Adam, oh, Adam, oh, I was, Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin's character is this, uh, uh, a, you know, agent for the NSA assassin, you know, just this, you know, you know, absolute super soldier kind of guy. And uh, he's always angry and especially generally angry at Chuck because Chuck is this, you know, nerdy feeble guy uh that's all emotional and stuff and when they run into casey's uh mentor turns out that you know it's like casey's mentor always beats him because casey can't keep his baseline he can't stay calm uh but what chuck realizes by the end of the episode is like uh casey's baseline is angry so he needs to be angry in order to win because uh, when he tries to suppress himself, he loses. Um, right. So when he when he embraces himself, he wins. So it's the same thing with Bakugo. You know, him being angry is his baseline. So he's going to win when he's angry. Uh, so it's like the, the one person you don't want to tick off is Bakugo. Because he's going to beat you if you tick him off. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, it's just... Yeah, so it's just real funny that you know it's like that's it's instantly when I thought of Baco, it's like I've never been calmer. And it's like that instantly made me think of Chuck with Casey. It's like yeah. angry his is calm. Yeah, and, th- and this is one of those things that I, I we just have to give major props to the the voice actors because uh, both of them are are really good. The, the Japanese original voice actor is a, a, a phenomenal uh, Bakugo, and then also um, Clifford. Um, Chapin, um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, is awesome. Like I could, I could see myself like wanting to play Bakugo in the show because he would be so he's just so much fun um, to do these lines because he gets to growl, he gets to yell, um, and, call, and he calls the extras extras. Yes. And it's like it's like it's some serious meta conversation. And it's and it's and again nothing against these characters. I love these characters, but the fact is like, but again, the you know they're extras. You know the you know the main the ultimate main characters are Midori and All Might, and then with and then you you can very much make the argument that Bakugo is also in that category of main characters with Deku and All Might and Bakugo very easily. Um, so like to me it's no one is all might and bakugo and then one a is bak uh, not not bakugo one one is all might and midoriya and then one a is bakugo which would also just infuriate bakugo and then right underneath that is you know like Todoroki, ida and and uraraka and then from there it gets the groups get much larger and, and they become extras. And so it's just, to me, it's just, it's funny that like, you know, that's how Bakugo looks at them all. And in fact, he even gets, he's working with the cavalry battle and he gets, um, <laughs> he gets his teammates wrong names wrong again. 
He's like, that's not my name. He doesn't even use their actual names because he calls um, uh, Minima. Yeah. um, Raccoon Eyes. And uh, then Sarah. Oh, gosh. What does he call Sarah? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Elbow Guy. Is it Elbow Guy? Elbow Tape, something like that. I can't remember. Um, and he calls Todoroki Icy Hot. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah. Um, of course, then the, the best part of this whole episode is when the, uh, the cavalry battle ends and uh, Bakugo is like, yes, I'm going to get to tech. Icy Hot. And then he's like, nope, you're done. And he's like, what? And then just face plants straight on the ground <laughs> well, what, well, well what i love with how the how the cavalry battle ends is that the way that is uh they you know it's it's setting up between a massive three-way battle between midoriya uh, todoroki and bakugo and like i you know it's, it's like when you're watching them come as they're all about to collide at the same time you fully 100 100 100% expect to see like and this is something that's so that's common amongst all animes of the when the when when they're battling and it's a huge collision like the giant sphere of energy uh like you're fully expected to see that but then it's like eh, time's up and they all fall to the ground and they're just like oh no no more and uh so to me it's just it's really funny like you know so that you're fully expecting to see this huge energy dome finale kind of thing like the stadium get wiped out or whatever but no nothing they they don't even hit each other and time runs out yeah. um, that's one of those things that I'm, I'm you know at least with Bakugo I'm, I'm happy for him to have the restraint and that I was like oh time's up so he has to stop and so um, in which he didn't have to uh, I mean he could have kept going I mean he could have gotten some licks in but he, I mean obviously he probably would have been kicked out of the tournament if he had done it uh, and Cementos and Midnight would have taken him out. Um, but anyway, so you know, that, that's the, the points that we saw in this episode that were uh, interesting to us. And so, uh, um, so our biblical theme uh, comes from second Timothy chapter four, verse seven through eight. And, uh, and I just thought it was kind of, it was, fairly appropriate. So this is what the epistle says. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Uh, so we, we chose this verse because it, it was a good way to talk about the end of the cavalry battle because it's kind of a race sort of and uh they got the the quote-unquote um crowns with the headbands and um uh but it, it also just shows that you know basically really kind of what all might and aizawa both agreed upon was that you know you can't just settle or that's when you lose I mean, Monoma, like they were, they were in, they were in second place and they're like, okay, well, and then Bakugo took some of their bands. And so they were, 
I think they got bumped down maybe to third, or I don't know if they're still in second place at that point. I, I'm not sure. And they're like, okay, well, let's just keep what we got and keep on going. And then Bakugo was like, no, I'm finishing this. I am getting everything that you have. So you are down to zero. Um, and so the, they kept up that tenacity. And that's why Class 1A is Class 1A. And w- why um, Midoriya and Todoroki and Bakugo and Ida are all going to be great heroes because they want to win and be the best. And so for, you know, for us as Christians, one of the things that's really important for us to do is to put the effort into um, our, our walk of faith, our discipleship, uh, and to never give up on that. One of my favorite things that, you know, as a pastor, I, uh, I, I unfortunately, and fortunately, spend quite a bit of time doing funerals and grieving loved ones. But, you know, a lot of the time, um, most of the time, people are, are actually, um, they're sad that they've lost their loved one, but they also know where, generally speaking, where they have gone, that they have gone on to heaven um, to be with God. And so they, when we read the, and I read these verses regularly in my funerals, um, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. They've, they finished their life. And I would hear all of these stories of, of some of people who um, did all of these wonderful ministries. There's a lady that um, I did a funeral for, you know, the last year where when she passed, like one of the biggest things that she did was that she took it upon herself to visit those in nursing homes who had no one that would visit them. And so she would gather up treats and she would do bingo games at the, the nursing homes. She would bring Bibles. She did Bible studies there. I mean, she did all of these wonderful things. And then she passed that along to her daughter and her daughter does that now. And I'm super proud of her. Well, you know, except for because of COVID, um, but she had been doing that up until, you know, recently she would go, her daughter would then go to the nursing homes and do those kind of things where she would hold Bible studies, visit those people who didn't have anyone visiting them. And, and so I've heard countless stories of this, where when I read this scripture, I was like, you know what, this really is someone who, who ran the race and, and gave it their all. They didn't just settle. Like, you know what, I've done enough for the kingdom. And I, I think I can retire now. And they didn't do that. They didn't retire. They kept working at it. And that's really that's something kind of important for uh, for us that we can take from this cavalry battle. Like, look at those the top four teams. They kept going to the end. And if there had been more time, they would have kept battling. Um, but the time ran out. And so, you know, when the time ran out, they stopped. But they, they would do that. And so that's something very important. And it's, for me, that was what kind of like the big takeaway in this episode was for me when it comes to understanding what the Bible says. And, and it's so important that we don't, when it comes to your walk with God and saying, this is something that I just find like really fascinating. Like I, like I absolutely love like what all might says is like, there's a difference between for shooting for the top and settling. Like, I just absolutely love that because the, 
in all honesty, what causes issues in our walk is when we become complacent. It's not that we've stopped believing or we've, um, uh, you know, or, or, you know, we're not a Christian anymore. It's that we, we just, we just don't, we're just okay. And so like, in, in all honesty, it's like when it comes to wa- your walk with God, you're either going forward or you're going backwards. There's no standing still and being complacent. You're, you're losing ground in your walk. And so it is important that you continue to strive and be better um, and uh, to, to grow your understanding of what it means to be a follower of Christ. Uh, I had a professor when I was at, and when I was in college and I was getting my degree in ministry one of the things that he said that just really stood out to me and it just really kind of struck a chord was if there's something that doesn't change about your belief, at least every 10 years, you're not studying anymore. Um, you know, cause, and, I, and I'll tell you in my, um, oh gosh, almost 20 years of being a Christian, I, I can tell you there have been some radical changes in my beliefs and uh, that, well, maybe not necessarily radical, but there have been some some huge differences in things that I believe, uh, just because I've I've grown an understanding of what the scripture says, and so it's like, and and I when he said that, that struck such a chord with me, and so just I really feel like that's something that's so important to to take from with this, and and particularly thinking about what All Might says, like there's a difference between shooting for the stars and settling. And so it's the same thing with your walk with God. It's like, you know, it's, it's not one to, you, you shouldn't try to just be okay. You know, it's like, and it's, and in fact, you think about, you know, what Jesus says about Luke, you know, like we warm, it's like, he's going to spit you out. You know, it's like be hot or cold, you know, don't be lukewarm. Um, and so it's just, it's something that's very important for us when it comes to our walk is that we need to strive to be the best. That's one of the things that um, when going through the ordination process in the United Methodist Church that uh, the board would, there's an overarching board that, you know, kind of determines who's going to get ordained and stuff like that. It's a long process. I'm not going to explain it all, but there's people that are, they ask us questions. And one of the questions is, one of the things they want of their pastors is to be lifelong learners. And uh, because just as as Jeff was saying, I mean, you you nailed it on the head that you know as when you're a pastor or and, you know this this applies to to all disciples and every as well. But when I mean even as a pastor, it's like you know what I've learned everything I need to know. I'm good right now as I am, and uh, you know, and everyone and, and here, here's. Here's a little secret for some pastors. You know, some of them actually think they are God's gift to ministry, um, and the thing is, like, you know what? Everyone's going to be blessed by me, and you know, and and that's a humbling experience because I kind of had that when I got my first church assignment. I was like, you know what? I'm going to revolutionize this church, and they're going to be they're going to be like, oh yeah, this is the person who saved this church. This is, and I was. I was humbled immediately and, and I'm so grateful for that opportunity because I needed it. Um, uh-huh. But it was also one of those things that, you know, taught me that, you know, we've got to be constantly growing and learning. I mean, if anything, this pandemic has taught is that 
pastors weren't taught how to deal with pandemics. That's not a class. <laughs> or if it, if there was, I missed it. I must have slept in or something. All right. And so let's, uh, let's tackle the ratings for this particular episode. Uh, so I'll lead off here. So I, it, again, it's to me, like, I just love seeing like the absolute gung ho of the characters and like how, you know, they're strategizing and they're figuring out how to, you know, as the, as the cavalry battle is growing on, you know, they're adapting their powers and figuring out how to work together. Um, and Aizawa even brings up how Todoroki thought he thought he was, you know, cause he didn't participate in the entrance exam. Like all the other students at the U that got into UA, he got a, he got in on recommendation. Um, and so they really hadn't used their powers a whole lot together in a significant way because, you know, like, especially when you think of his, Todoroki's uh, time with, like with All Might's challenge where they had to, they paired up as heroes and villains and they had to steal the bomb or whatever. And Todoroki just stepped one foot into the building and froze everybody and then, you know, wins. And, he, you know, he utters that almost, you know, his great line is like, we're just playing on different levels. And, uh, you know, but the fact that when Todoroki did that again, so many people, especially his classmates from 1A, avoided it. Like, they, they didn't get stuck. Uh, and so Todoroki, they they adapted where he's like, all right, I, if I'm going to freeze everybody, I need everybody to, I need everybody stopped. And so he's like, all right, Kaminari, shock them all. So they, he shocks everybody, and then Todoroki... Um, freezes everybody still so he can go after Midoriya unencumbered and you know Aizawa you know just points out it's like their strategies are adapting and evolving and it's like and you think about you know the you know like Bakugo's team Bakugo is very much you know he's you know he's the like if you ever play video games and you're you're running with a group Bakugo is the guy that is always running ahead of everybody else because he wants to be in the middle of the fight. Um, and so Bakugo's let, you know, sleeping off of his teammates and, uh, and Ciro is a phenomenal support for him because if Bakugo's feet hit the ground, their team is disqualified. So Ciro, his job is to every time Bakugo leaps off and he isn't able to control where he lands is to reel him back in kind of like a fish. Um, and then Kirishima is a great horse for him because he, you know, he's basically a walking shield um, to, and can take the brunt of most, of most of their attacks. And, um, and then, Oh crap. What's her name? Uh uh, the, you know, the Asa Queen, I, I forget what her, her actual name is, but, but, you know, that she's great to support as well as that, you know, and she even brings up, it's like Bakugo only had me because she, because he knew I could melt through his ice. Okay. I could, I can melt through Todoroki's ice. And it's like, I think that's the only reason why he kept me around. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, because Bakugo's actually pretty smart. Like, he, you know, he, you know, Monomo was talking about how he's dumb or whatever, but Bakugo's actually incredibly smart. Yeah. And uh, it's just like, yeah, it's like, I, I know this is going to come down to Todoroki and Midoriya, and there's a good chance I'm going to have to get through some of the size. You can help me get through that. And um, so, yeah, so it, 
so again, it's just seeing them like interact with the, you know, like interact with their powers. Um, I'm going to give it a solid uh, 4.25. Oh, and that's usually, that's what um, the grade I'm going to give them as well. I'm going to give them 4.25. And uh, once again, Midori cries. So it was going to be a 4.5 episode, but because he cries, 4.25. And it's only a small dealers because or you know points against him because it was a funny cry um but it was still ridiculous and ugh, crying really um so uh is a 4.25 for me uh and the just as you know basically everything that you've been saying is that you know i love seeing this the, the working of their quirks how they work well together and that's gonna uh, and I love how they explain why something like this has to happen, like the sports festival and doing all these different kinds of competitions, like, you know, the obstacle course and the cavalry battle and uh, things like that. And it's just how impressive, you know, that is. And so, uh, um, and, and why they have to do it. Like, you know, cavalry battles is like, you, you never know who you might have access to that you have to work with. So you're going to have to be able to work together on the fly or, you know, you can be like, okay, well, listen, all of these are the heroes that have shown up to this emergency. I can work with that person, that person, that person, because our quirks work well together or they, they complement each other and things like that. Um, and so it's just, you know, really good. And, and so this is a, a great episode. It's very fun. Um, like this is an episode where I could see someone being like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'm hooked on on this because there's great character moments, there's great action, uh, there's humor. I mean, it's it's almost perfect." All right, and uh, anybody out there with uh, anybody listening that you know, if you have any questions for us about any of the biblical lessons that we've talked about in our episodes or in this particular episode. Um, uh, feel free to email us. All right. Even if you want to talk to us about anything else, uh, discussions from anything from anime comics, uh, just feel free to email us at talkback at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at FrickityF or at FrickityFrack on Instagram and Facebook. Remember that you are deeply loved, by not, by, not just by us, but also by God uh, as well. And remember, as always, go beyond plus ultra. Talk, I get, 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 talk,